You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. It's midnight Hi, this is Mistress McCutcheon coming to you from downtown Toronto. And be thankful that you can't tell if I've showered today or not. The magic answer is I haven't. I'm accompanied by my DJ partner, The Wasteland. Welcome to Cross Goth, the new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So it is about the holiday time. We are getting ready to close up this year. And 2020 has been a dumpster fire supreme. But I don't want to hear anybody saying, well, 2021 is going to be our year because you'll fucking jinx it. Because that's what everybody was saying at the end of 2019. And 2018. And 2020. 17 2016 probably 2016 definitely 2016 probably i do wish for better things to come but i have to say through 2020 and living through this pandemic and trying to make the best of what we got music has certainly been an essential service and there's been a lot of really good albums that have come out this year yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's it's almost like if artists have nothing to do but sit at home and and they can get paid for it depending on where they live. Uh they'll make music. It's kind of cool. It's been very cool and we're super grateful to see platforms like Bandcamp help support musicians in this time. Bandcamp Friday has been incredible as lots of new things are being released on those days. And just Bandcamp in general has been such a big supporter of music. And we certainly like getting our music from Bandcamp and finding out what's next, what's new, what's exciting. And we have plenty of albums to talk about in tonight's episode from things that we found on Bandcamp that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast. Yeah, we didn't want to do a traditional like year end best of blah, blah, blah. That is something you can um, other podcasts do it. Uh, There's articles. And, you know, I don't think I had enough time to consume everything that came out this year. So who am I to say what's the best album of the year? But there were a couple things that we either missed or came out later in the year. And we haven't done a, hey, let's just sit down and talk about albums episode in a while. So... Here's ours. And here we are. We're going to start off by talking about a band called Karlov Tyne. Now, I had first learned of this band from the introduction that I was doing for them for the event Goths for Sanctuaries that happened on Twitch earlier this year. And as I did some further investigation, I went to Bandcamp and found out a little bit more about them. Really liked what I heard. The name of the album is called Merzanse, and it translates to Shimmer. Uh, considering the buzz around Morwan from Ukraine and Molchat Doma from Belarus, I absolutely 100% welcome hearing more music from this side of the world. Karlov Time is named for a gothic castle in the Czech Republic and is the side project of the Russian gothic rock band called Giant Waves. Their album was released on April 1st. I would best describe this as sort of Soviet wave post-punk. And the track I would like to feature from this album is called Yuzuksil Sugrob, which translates to Bitten by a Snowdrift. Mm-hmm. 
so the next album I want to talk about is from a band from our hometown, New York City. It is a witch house, or started as a witch house act, and that is Mercala, which I'm probably pronouncing wrong because I'm just kind of phonetically sounding out what the symbols in the name look like. Uh, we'll have it in the show notes, and if somebody wants to hit us up with an email and tell me how to uh, pronounce that for real, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> EP that came out back in April is called Chiral, and it is a good uh, electronic um, album. Uh, or EP rather it's it's not really so uh, you know I said witch house and that's right there some people are gonna cringe and be like ugh, why but they've really developed from that sound and it's a bit more complex and it's 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 just good stuff they just put together good music now like from that subgenre that kind of dead-ended a few years after it started. I mean, there's still people doing stuff in it, but it all kind of sounds samey-same after a bit. But Mercala and Valhall both come from that background, so... Yeah, it's funny. The The whole Witch House thing started in what, like in 2010. And yeah, it was kind of a trend. And then it just kind of dropped off. Yep. The song I'd like to feature is actually the title track, The but there's two versions of it, and I like uh, the version two slightly better. It's just got a little bit more oomph for my taste. They're both, the whole album's really good, definitely worth a check out. The discography, uh, as uh, somebody said from um, A Prophecy Night, they, they went in and they were looking at it and they were like, this they have a lot of different things and they just started pressing play on random albums and they were like, a lot of this stuff just wasn't good. Can you give me some guidance? <laughs> so if you're going to go deep into the discography like Sean did, uh, you know, teach their own. I, I like it, but then again, I also uh, bought it whacked out in the hospital and high on pain meds, so I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> That's the time you want to listen to Witch House. I'm just going to lay here and it doesn't matter what's playing. <laughs> Fair. Valid. Yeah. So here's a Chiral V2 or version 2 from Mercala.
So our next pick is a band based out of California, and this would be Houses of Heaven. Now, it's funny because post-punk has named Silent Places as one of their best of 2020, and I am certainly prone to agree. This is their debut album that came out May 1st. It is a really solid album. I think this is something everyone should own. Yeah, I mean, you even kicked it my way, and you were like, hey, I think this is an album that we both probably like stuff from, and it was, it's really good. I picked it up immediately, um, and we've both played stuff from it on Prophecy, I know that, so it's a solid album front to back. I could see why it was named one of the best of uh, for 2020. There was a lot of good music this year, but this album, for, for especially for uh, a debut, stands apart, so... Uh, I, I don't know. What song would you pick from it? It's it's a challenge because I, I, every song is a banger. There's just so many layers of guitar and synth. It's sort of post-punk. It's sort of synth, synth wave. It's got these sort of shoegazy elements to it where it gets very uh, hazy. Uh, for the sake of the podcast, I think we'll go with All Possible Obstacles Are Present. Good pick. Good pick.
All right. So next up is an act called Ye Gods. The album is called Duma. Came out in September. Uh, September 4th, and it is a project of, and I'm probably going to say it wrong, Anthony Maiovi. That sounds... Um, that's my best guess at the pronunciation. That sounds about right to me. Um, it sounds about right. Who is a uh, British-born composer. He does uh, movie scores, and he has a fairly expansive catalog of electronic releases, and he's also started his own label called Giallo Disco, or Giallo... I'm probably saying that wrong, but <laughs> which is all based on horror movie music from like the 80s, but like like danceable. And, and that's the whole theme of the label. And then he has this this project, Ye Gods, which is more of an occult theme. And it's really good. I, I really like how it uh, the album paces itself and and it's not. It's definitely not rushed in any place. Like the, it definitely takes its own time. Yeah, I really enjoyed this as well. I mean, just from the very start, putting it on, uh, it brings both attrition and Carpenter Brute to mind. Really solid horror disco. So, what track from uh, Duma would we like to feature? The song that got me it was "Prayer." That's the song that I that really got me sold on the album. Nice. Um, unless you have something that you would like to play more. No, that I, that's the second track on the album, isn't it? Yes, it is.
The next band that I'd like to mention is some death rock from Montreal. Deadborn Babies was originally created as a studio project in May of 2011 and later solidified as a band. And although it's been five years since their last release, A Call to Cult, the new single Queen of Darkness will not disappoint you. The single was released on October 28th and here's Queen of Darkness.
the next band I'd like to bring up didn't put out an album this year, but they released a couple of new singles. Now, it's funny because there's so many bands that want to ride that death rock label, but they rock a look. And while they sport a good death hawk, they're not really death rock. But Deep Cavity is honest to goodness, new death rock that comes to us from Riverside, California. They were formed in 2018 and they had two singles out this year. There was Funeral of May, which was released on March 31st. And then there was Burning Illusory, which came out on Halloween. And I really am looking forward to hearing more of them in the coming year. So let's put on Burning Illusory from Deep Cavity. All right. 
So that'll bring up an album that I I wanted to give a give a bit of a shout out to. It's it's the newest one on the list. Came out at the beginning of December, uh, December fourth, twenty twenty, and that is Faderhead twenty seventy seven. Which, unlike the video game, it's inspired on the video game and the album. You can actually play the entire thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But yeah, so he put this out in December when, um, as he was waiting for the the game to come out. Uh, as a lot of people were, and as he writes on the the, the notes on Bandcamp, uh, he says, quote, I've always been a fan of Neuromancer as a kid. I read the book and played the computer game. When I heard in November that the release date of the Cyberpunk 2077 game was moved again, I decided to write a few song- songs to shorten the waiting time. These songs then became this EP. Uh, there is... An additional song that is on there just for the Bandcamp version. So if you bought the CD, you don't get it. Uh, And really cool because there's been anybody who's doing any kind of streaming with music lately, even if it's years old, has probably noticed that they're getting all kinds of takedown notices for uh, like uh, copyright claims and stuff like that. Uh, Anybody who has a Twitch stream has seen those emails from Twitch. And he actually put gives his... uh, Streaming permission. I give explicit consent to use my music as background music when streaming gameplay on YouTube content or in DJ sets. A mention or link to faderhead.com is appreciated, which is pretty damn cool. Uh, you know, he's been around for a bit. I, I like the album. The album definitely has that like cyberpunk, like there's a bit of an 80s feel in it, which is great because uh, a lot of his newer works have gone in a darker direction. I guess he got tired of being called a uh, bro EBM or uh, bro BM Brodustrial. or whatever. <laughs> Brodustrial. Oh man. But I mean, yeah, it's it's a good solid album. What did you think? Did you get a chance to listen to this one? I started listening to a little bit of it. Um cuz yeah, it it's pretty pure EBM. Yeah. It's it, I didn't think it was going to be up your alley, but it was uh more up your alley than some other things I floated maybe talking about. Floated. Floated. <laughs> floated. We got a floater. Anyway, uh, so let's hear a track. <laughs> what track are you putting on? Let's uh, go with Cyber Psychosis.
So before we wrap up for the week, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Tony, who sent us an email. Uh, apparently, he was binging our uh, podcast after finding it, and he sent a rather lengthy email uh, in regards to the problematic artist episode, oh. which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not he goes into quite some detail, but the the big thing I wanted to say is, you know, uh, so Tony thanked us for mentioning the "We Deserve Better" video, having not been aware of it before we talked about it, which is great. It's a great video, and I again recommend anybody who hasn't seen it to go out and check it out. Uh, and then he also mentioned something I didn't know, but that apparently Sin from Min- the the problematic member of Ministry was not credited on the last Ministry single that came out. And he's not, apparently he's not really in the photo book, and he's not on the Acoustic Every Day is Halloween that came out with the book. So apparently uh, it looks like, or he muses that maybe Sin is quietly being pushed out of the band, which is great because we don't need people like that in our in our circles or even touring into our towns and the other one that he the other thing that he mentions is um wrestling with how to come to terms with marilyn manson uh there's a lot of accusations out there involving brian or or marilyn manson himself and of course uh twiggy as well even though twiggy's no longer in the band but um i think a lot of people have have given manson a lot of leeway over time uh apparently as a stepdaughter who is seven and has begun discovering music on on their own and as part of taking into account how music is presented and the people behind it has not allowed her to listen to Marilyn Manson, even though she's well-versed in Rob Zombie and White Zombie. So, which I don't know anything bad about Rob Zombie, which is good. So I, I like that as a parent, he's taking that into account. And I wanted to just, you know, let you know, Tony, that we did, we got your email. I read it a couple times. I was just reading it again to make sure I didn't screw up any of your details. And yeah, if if we're going to do it in a way where we're not promoting that music as DJs, if you're going to do it as a, as a parent, that's pretty fucking cool, dude. Yeah, kudos. Absolutely. Because, uh, I mean, it's important to have a handle on what your kids are listening to. And if they start getting into this, yeah, it's important that they know what's what what should fly and what shouldn't. Because uh, it helps it helps normalize certain things. I mean, as, as white cis dudes, it's good that you're calling things out. And it's important to call things out among other white you know, other white cis dudes. And as a parent setting a good example, because otherwise the misogyny, the sexism, the racism, the the homophobia, when, when that stuff kind of gets normalized and uh, within the realm of a, of a child, then they don't know the difference that this is good or bad or right or wrong or whatever. So, I mean, that's excellent to be monitoring what's going on. I mean, yay to get your kid into some great music, but monitoring and knowing okay, this is this is why you should listen you can listen to this, but why you shouldn't listen to that and that sort of thing. Having those conversations are never easy, but they're really important. So I think that about wraps us up for this week. Everybody make sure that of course you like, subscribe, share. I know you know the drill by now. That's why you're here. Uh, if you don't know the drill and you're here anyway, uh, or if it's your first time, cool. If it's uh, you know not your first time, uh, uh, tell your friends, tell your parents. Uh, you know, slip it in 
Where is this going? I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Slip it in. I have no idea. Oh, that was terrible. Slip it in. <laughs> Slide it in there. This wraps it up for the year for us, guys. So uh, we're just really appreciative that folks are listening. We started a podcast in a pandemic. It's It's been kind of a weird adventure, but we're happy to do it. We're having some fun and hope you are too. We want to thank Robin Bright for our theme music, Marion Green for our art and our logo, and of course, our producer, Justin Minister, who always makes us sound good, even when we sound like a bunch of doofuses and act up a lot. He also deals with a lot of our uh, shenanigans. So many shenanigans. And he he creates some of his own. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So we wish everyone a really happy holiday. Tune in to Prophecy. The Psalms edition will be available on Christmas. The Wasteland is spinning at twitch.tv slash prophecy underscore online. And of course, Prophecy, the fully loaded version with me and the Wasteland will be on January 1st, which is also my birthday. So we're going to have like a birthday party and, you know, socially distanced online. Come hang out. Come hang out. We'll make some jokes. We'll have some fun. We'll listen to some music. We'll dance. New shenanigans will ensue. Until next time. It's midnight. Summer. It's midnight. This podcast was almost called I like to rhyme. I like my beats funky. I'm spunky. I like my oatmeal lumpy. I'm sick with this. Straight gangsta Mac, but sometimes I get ridiculous. I'll eat up all your crackers and your licorice. Hey yo, fat girl, come here. Are you ticklish? Yeah, I called you fat. Look at me. I'm skinny. It never stopped me from getting busy. I'm a freak. I like the girls with the boom. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. I'm crazy. Allow me to amaze thee. They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me. I'm still getting in the girls' pants, and I even got my own dance.